Welcome everyone to Squared Circle Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Jesse and I'll be joined shortly by Dave and Ben. Today for episode 164 we are reviewing WWF Over the Edge in Your House 1998 with the main event of Dude Love versus Stone Cold Steve Austin with McMahon and his stooges as the ref, timekeeper, and ring announcer. As always, we'll have Body Slam talking about current events, and we'll have beneficial facts with the five things that happened on the pay-per-view date in history. Enjoy! Alright, how's it going, guys? Fantastic, how are you? Good, good. How was the week off? A week away from, from old school wrestling? It was missed, to be honest with you. <laughs> How about you, Ben? Um, I I had a good week off. I got a lot done. Uh, got my little home gym complete, as I showed pictures of that with you guys earlier in the week. Uh, but I was still at it. I was actually still watching our episodes and our um, our content and everything. So I'm still I still have to stay on top of the game because you I don't know when you're when you're passionate about it like we are, you just can't unplug. I will I will say. Um, usually when we take a break, the, the next pay-per-view when we come back usually is a banger. Like it's like, Oh yeah, it gets you back into it. This pay-per-view was not, not. (laughs) this, this pay-per-view did not live up to that end. It was like, Oh fuck. This is, this this is what we're doing. Oh, this is, this is no good. (laughs) The the break Uh, should have been like skipping this (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view. Right. All right, Dave, what do you got this week for body slam? I got thoughts. Ooh. Body yeah, thoughts. I got thoughts. I got body <laughs> thoughts. I got body thoughts. That, that sounds sexual. A, that might be a, a hidden blessing of a title there. I don't know. I have to run with that. No, uh, so Jesse said he wanted to see Edge versus Reigns, and I guess that proves that the this is for a podcast because Obviously, and, and, or I or I have a direct line to Vince McMahon himself. The man or that. himself. Or that. So now we're going to be seeing Edge versus Reigns, which I kind of, I get marketing wise and business wise, I get it. But I'm just like, uh. <laughs> really? Because I'm really. Excited I don't know. For it. I'm I'm fine with it. Reigns has been Reigns has been a great heel. He's their top draw. No, yep. like no disrespect to Drew McIntyre, but Reigns is the top guy in the company, and you, Edge is a is an old school baby face. You know what I mean? In, in, this, in this day and age. So he needs to fight a heel. Where fighting Drew, who is a face, well, he's not the champion anymore, but, you know, uh, at the time. And then Finn Balor, I just, I think Vince still views NXT as the, the you know, the C brand, you know, where, where SmackDown and Raw are A brands. He views NXT as the C brand, is what I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the must-see brand. Is, is that what you mean? Well, I think the wrestling on that is <laughs> And I think the reason NXT is, is, is so successful is because Vince isn't in on it, right? And it feels different than Raw and SmackDown. But having well, like, said that, though, SmackDown is different than Raw. And Vince oversees both of those shows. So I don't fucking know because SmackDown is so much better than Raw is. Yeah, it is. You know? So it's just well, like, and. The, the, there's so much positivity about NXT, and like if you look at the coaching staff in NXT, you see why. Mm-hmm. Like they have Shawn Michaels, they 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 have you know for NXT UK they have Johnny Saint and Adrian Street and 
Robbie Brookside, and then NXT has William Regal, and sh- like it's just they have so many great minds that are focused on the old school feel of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love NXT UK comparatively to any other brand that he has. Now that we have, and and that's the second portion of Body Slam is oh wait before, today. before we go to the oh. second portion though, why don't you want like why are you kind of meh on Edge versus Reigns? The reason why is. I was enjoying the whole Kevin Owens situation because Kevin Owens came out and stunned Reigns. But it's been three pay-per-views. Yeah. Okay. And and, and I was enjoying it. I, I understand that, but I like, do, do you not feel like it? Like uh, that was three pay-per-views before Elimination Chamber. Do you not feel like like how are you? Do you not feel like it would it, it, it's run its course a little bit here? No, like, I I feel like they. Where could uh, they go the from? Match. Where could they go from there? Well, it was just confusing. Like where they had Kevin Owens stunning Reigns as Edge was talking to Owen or Reigns. That's because so I was kind of yeah, yeah, because you know. So I that was a tease to me of we're going to see another Owens and Reigns match, or we'll see Owens versus Reigns versus Edge. Mm. Well, did you guys watch? Did you guys watch Elimination Chamber? No, I didn't get a chance to. No, okay. So it looks like they're building towards Owens versus Jay Uso, uh, either at Fastlane or Mania. Uh, and Fastlane, I keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting that there's there's still one more pay per view for Mania. Exactly. That's why, like when you said Owens, I'm like, how the hell would he get through two more? He's just done three, and you want him to do two more before Mania, so that Owens and Reigns are in a match together for six straight pay per views. Like that's yes. overkill. No. no, I I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this conversation. <laughs> I'm writing this down, and then when we get to the point we're doing John Cena versus Randy Orton that one year, where it's like eleven pay per views, I want to I, I want you to be like, oh, this has been fucking great. That's what I want. It's hear only been you. three, so we're not even so we're not even near eleven. <laughs> Fuck it's off, fine. Dave. Fuck off, Dave. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. What about you, Ben? How do you feel about that match? No one cares. Oh, okay. I'm glad he's here. <laughs> I'm glad he's here. That's good. <laughs> okay, am I actually allowed to answer, or do you? Yes, okay. yes, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, so for the second portion, it's the best. Uh... <laughs> it's the best case scenario. Yeah. With Reigns and Edge, because I mean, it's like two uh, positive ends on a on a magnet with Drew and Edge. Mm-hmm. You just can't get you can't get a good story out of it, I don't think. And I mean, Reigns is the best. He's the best thing in WWE right now on the main uh, major brands on Raw and SmackDown. He really is. He really. And is. I mean, with Edge with the momentum and the the rocket ship attached to his back right now, there's no better person to put him with. It was really cool how they did it too. So they had the elimination, uh, the SmackDown elimination chamber match, and Daniel Bryan won it. And right at now, originally, like originally, the Brian's match was supposed to be for later in the night against Roman Reigns. But then Reigns is well, he's the head of the table; he does whatever the fuck he wants. So he comes up and he's like, "Now it's time," and he beat. Yeah, him. I actually like that. And he beat him in under two minutes, and they even had some drama because he went for a spear, and Brian reversed it into a label lock, and it was like, "Oh shit, is he going to get him here?" And Reigns is such a good heel that I wasn't even like I wasn't even like oh man that sucks that Brian didn't win I was like oh yeah Reigns is the man I get it you know so shows you how well he's doing in the role 
So I'm I'm pretty and then right after the match, Edge came from nowhere and speared him. And it was really well done. Really well done. And then screamed at him and told him he'd see him at WrestleMania. So and pointed at the sign. Of course, it's sign pointing season, Ben. Every <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, I point at things, and my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "It's sign pointing season." Okay, who was the first person to do that? To point at the sign? Yeah. Would have been like, was uh, it? Uh, like, God, was it like Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble in 2009? Like, where, where did that start? It's got to be like WrestleMania, like between like WrestleMania twenty one to twenty three, like somewhere in there. I think so yeah, I think so. It wasn't before then because they never had signs in the buildings for the for WrestleMania. I think twenty one was that uh, twenty. I think was the first time they did it. Who won the twenty Royal Rumble again? Was it Benoit? It was Benoit. I don't recall. And then Ray won his, but he pointed to the sky. He didn't point to a sign. I don't think for Eddie. Hmm. Take, Taker definitely didn't point at a sign. Well, he just probably set it on fire. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I want to say maybe Batista. Batista could be, yeah, for sure. Um, I, 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 I can see Orton doing it. Like I'm actually picturing him in my head doing it after he won in 09. You know what? I think I think we just be patient and we'll get there. And we'll get there. I don't know. It's just becoming. Yeah, it's just. I don't like it now when they do that. Oh no! Well, I don't care. Yeah, it's myself, just like, oh, okay, just, I've seen 50 whatever. people do this now, so yay. Well, yeah. Let's be different. How could you be different after, like, 30-odd years of Royal Rumble, though? Yeah, true. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, what else are you supposed to do? <laughs> point at the broadcast team. <laughs> yeah. Pointing at, pointing at people Cole. He's like, what? Vintage! Vintage! <laughs> You'll be commentating my match in Mania. Uh, and Matt Riddle won the U.S. <laughs> title. I don't know if you guys knew that. Who, oh no, I didn't know that. Riddle. Who's Matt Riddle? Oh, sorry, Riddle won the. Uh, oh, Riddle! Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keith Lee wasn't there because of an injury or something, so John Morrison took his place in the triple threat. They had a they had a fatal four way on the pre show, which was really good with uh, uh, Morrison, uh, Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, and somebody that I'm drawing a blank on. And, and uh, Cena. It obviously didn't matter. Mate, it could, it may as well have been Cena because I couldn't see him. So, yep. <laughs> you know, have you guys seen the Fast Nine trailer with Cena in it? No, I have not. But I love all those Fast oh and Furious God. movies, man. So, you thought Fast and the Furious before this were crazy with their stunts and their CGI and stuff? Wait until you see this trailer. All right. <laughs> what else you got for us tonight, Dave? Um, just today, I found out that NXT will be premiering in Canada on Sportsnet for the first time since they went to the USA Network and were live. Woo! We're treated as, a, which as is, a real country. We get wrestling. Woo! It like it, it always frustrated me. I'm like, how is it that this was a smart business decision to only launch it in one country? Uh, maybe because Sportsnet didn't want when you, it. That could be it. Like, well, that could be a I'm possibility. But Sportsnet shows it on Fridays. I, I don't know. That's true. I don't know. It's weird. So it's like, okay, but the good news is we have it now. We have it as now. As of next yes. Wednesday. Or this, this coming Wednesday, sorry. And, it's and NXT has been really good. And I, you know what I think why NXT and SmackDown are so good too is is two-hour shows. That, yep. that yep. third hour on Raw is fucking killer. They need to get rid nope. of that shit. Can't do it. 
It is it is too long. Way too long. Well, and like they've tried so much with that last hour with the whole raw dark and then they had the raw underground. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so what's the third one? No third hour? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, but besides that, you watched EC last night. Ben and I didn't. Yeah, I thought it, it so... was. A, it was a solid show. Um, uh, the finish with Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair facing Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. The finish was kind of stupid. Reginald threw. That's not surprising. Yeah, Reginald threw like a champagne bottle into the ring for Sasha to use on Nia, and the ref saw it and took it away. And then Nia got hit with the small and drop. And they lost. And so, on one hand, I'm like, I'm glad that they lost because I don't, I don't need to see another women's champion also hold the tag team belts. We just saw that with Oscar. Like, I'm, I'm with Dave. Let's separate the, separate the titles. Give them their own, their own uh, programs. Uh, but I'm starting to think that uh, Bianca Belair is going to be going after Oscar. Just, just with how they're building it, and with Edge going after Reigns, I don't, I can't see them putting both Royal Rumble winners onto like going after SmackDown titles. Like I don't, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't know how that would work. Uh, Riddle won the U.S. title, good match. Uh, John Morrison should get a should get more time as a singles guy instead of being like just buddies with Miz. Uh, Miz cashed in his Money in the Bank. After Drew retained his title in, in uh, the Elimination Chamber match, and then of course I went out to Twitter and people were livid. Oh my <laughs> how god! Did, how right. dare a heel upset fans? Holy shit! One guy got well, on there. Well, what's the what's the big what's the issue with Miz winning? Well, they because he's old and he's 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 pushing down the younger talent, and that blew my mind because like. I'm like, Miz is old? Miz is pushing down the younger talent. There was one guy that claimed that he buries talent. He's buried Dolph and he's buried Drew. And he went on and on. Miz. Yeah, Miz. Yes. Yes. I don't think fans understand the term buried. Um, yeah, it's uh, – and then some, some <laughs> people were happy because they hated Drew McIntyre as a champion because they said it was boring. So I'm like, okay, you know. Uh, I have no problem with Miz with winning the title. If if you do well, we will see it one day. Uh, we'll review it for this podcast. But AJ Styles, um, his bodyguard Omas, ripped out the plexiglass behind him so that AJ could get out of the elimination chamber before before like it was his time to get out of his pod. So he, he got out the outside Sweet. and then he. Because Orton had been eliminated, so he went in the front of like the front of the chamber to start beating on guys before he he could he was actually supposed to, and that was pretty funny. Because AJ Styles as a little chicken shit heel is all, all all good, man. I love that stuff. But yeah, it was, it was a solid pay per view. Solid pay per view. I do like pay per views that are end, that are done in two and a half hours. That is nice. That is nice. So, do you guys see Becky Lynch coming back at WrestleMania? No. When did she have the baby? Uh, two months ago. The no, <laughs> Dave. Do you, do you remember the mother of your child? How she was two months after a kid? Do you think she could go do things? God damn. Was that? A, I, I didn't say come back and wrestle. Oh, just as an appearance for sure. 
for sure I could see that. Yeah. Okay, sir. Okay. For an appearance. Okay, sure, I was thinking I was thinking you were saying for to wrestle. I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking mad? Like, what is wrong with you? Oh my god. <laughs> no, like just to appear and and maybe come back in ring a month or so after that, or three or four. But I just feel, you know, it's WrestleMania and a lot of fans are saying that they're missing Becky Lynch, which is kind of funny because when she was here, they were bored fans, of her. Fans don't know what they have like, until it's Good gone. God. <laughs> uh, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. You know what's, My favorite you know what's thing amazing? Is, oh. You know what's really amazing is you look at these um, scenarios in today's standards compared to back in the day. Like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch – got to take got to have time off mm-hmm. and rightfully so whereas you know ricky the dragon steamboat wanted a little bit of time off when his son was born and they said no you're the intercontinental champion and we have to take the title off you if you're going to do but that. they did it's just amazing how things have changed not necessarily taking the title because obviously becky had to relinquish the title so that that's not like a linear thing what the, the big difference is is that ricky got punished Right, he tumbled, he tumbled yeah. down the card where Becky is going to go back to her spot on the card. Right, like that—that's the big yeah. difference. It's not—it's not dropping the title. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's the same company yeah. too. You know, it's just—it's really amazing well, just how you know thirty plus years mm-hmm, has changed. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what it may be is because there's more positive outlook towards father paternity now than there was oh, back I then. Mean, I'm, I'm saying this is all for the better. Yeah. Oh, totally. I'm just saying back then they're probably like, uh, you're the father, no yeah, one cares. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you get, father needs you get, time off. You father, get one no. day off a week and you're going to be sick of the kid. Get back on the road. <laughs> Shit, what's wrong with you? That, that's what they were thinking. And the I, I believe it was Sika that said that he got threatened to be fired for wanting to go and see his son being born. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So, yeah. It was definitely a generational oh, thing goodness. and now we're back in the where we are now, which is really good, but there's really not much going on. Um, there, there's a lot of speculation for how WrestleMania is going to look with 25,000 fans, which is what they said that they it's want to be to nice hit. to have fans in the stands. I think I'm very excited. I'm very excited because just seeing TV screens and hearing no sound is kind of weird. Yeah. They've done a good job of piping in the so, sound, uh, considering the, the circumstances that they're, they're in, <laughs> but it's I, not great. I, I I don't know if you guys saw Mustafa Ali on Raw Talk where they mentioned Hawk Hogan and Mustafa went off in his rant saying all these old-timers and has-beens come to steal the spotlight. And then Charlie Cruz was like, but did you hear the fans cheer for him? And Mustafa was like, yeah, I heard the fans cheer for him. <laughs> they piped down really good. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And I was like, I love the like realism of this where it's like, okay, but yeah, that's there's really not much happening right, right now. It's time for some beneficial facts. Well, we're talking about over the edge, so beneficial is up in the air. Um, over the edge took place May thirty first, nineteen ninety eight, at the Wisconsin Center Arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Miss Mil already having dyslexia here. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're live, Jet Ben. We can't do it again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You didn't get nowhere live, pal. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> In front of 9,822 fans. Uh, commentary okay. is done by Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Ross. Fact. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Wow. 
Yeah, that $20 a week I give you to pipe in to say <laughs> fact is really worth my while. Um, over the Edge did a – Oh, I, Jesse, you I'm got ready, your pen ready. You got your calculator. You got, every, you got all your numbers. Can you hear the you calculator? Yes, oh. it's ready. I could be a typewriter. I, I was hammering it pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, I mean, over it the Edge. Like <laughs> <laughs> For those just tuning in, they're just probably just <laughs> listening to us laugh at. They're like, "What are they laughing at?" All our um, inside jokes. <laughs> exactly. Over the edge did a <laughs> .58 pay per view buy rate at two hundred three thousand pay per view buys with a live gate of one hundred eighty six thousand three hundred eighty three dollars. With fact. Addi- fact, yes. With an additional $93,672 in merchandise sales. What do we what do we think the fact. paper you sold for at this time? $24.95? Uh, $29.95. $29.95. That is a fact. $29.95. So you're looking at tubes and plus... So they're getting at about three million, approximately. Three million. Okay. No, approx. Approx. That's not bad. Of course. It's not bad for a a company that you know, um, about eight months before was in financial peril. Um. Over the Edge 1998 was the first WWF pay-per-view to have a TV parental guidelines of TV 14. Mm. WWF pay-per-views from this point on, all the way through the Monday Night Wars remaining years, the day where the company got the F out, all the way through the Ruthless Aggression era up until SummerSlam 2008, WWF pay-per-views would be rated TV 14. All right. This pay-per-view would mark the end of the dude love character. Foley would switch back to the mankind character following over the edge. And just off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure dude love is never to be seen or heard from again. Because I don't ever remember him having another appearance as this character um, after this pay-per-view. I will remember his entrance music until the day I die. Because it is the greatest. Should just be our interest. It really should. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, sure, during beneficial facts, but I'd love, I'd love it if, if that was the theme for beneficial facts. You can just change it to it says yeah. dude facts. Dude facts. No, I'd be like facts, it, dude. It would just be instead of, instead of the girls singing <laughs> dude love in the background, they'd be just singing beneficial in the background to the same beat, <laughs> but like. You guys sing it or no? No, you don't say facts. There's too many syllables. You can't do that. Can't do that. You got beneficial like that. That's what you gotta do. Then I'll go. And then I'll go fact. <laughs> and just in this monotone fact, like Ben Stein. Oh man. Oh, where am I here? So we're at dude. Love is never to be seen or heard from again. Uh, I forgot to mention this actually last uh, episode we did. Uh, April 13th episode of Monday Night Raw broke WCW's 83-week streak. The main event was Austin versus McMahon, which ended in a no contest. Mm-hmm. That's what he had his head tied behind his back. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And that's where Dude Love joined the uh, corporate. It wasn't called a corporation then. It was uh, the McMahon camp. I don't even know what the fuck it was called. Was it even called anything called anything at this time? Okay. So here's uh, five things that happened on May 31st in wrestling history. In 1944, Mm -hmm. in Mexico City, El Santo defeated Tough or Tuffy Truesdale to win the Mexican middleweight championship for the third time in a tournament final. In 1988 on wrestling challenge in Fresno, California, the rockers returned to the WWF almost one year to the day from being released for literally partying too hard. (laughs) Uh, Same episode. Uh, Brother love would make his on-screen debut. Love uh, you. Oh, that's good stuff. Fact. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, in 1993 on Raw, you guys I ready am? for this? This is earth shattering. Bastion Booger <laughs> and Bob Backlund would wrestle to a draw in a dark. Yeah. Match. Oh man. Um, and some. Oh, some sad news, and I still remember this to the day. In 1999, oh, God rest his soul, Owen Hart's funeral would take place in Calgary, Alberta, a week after his fatal incident at Over the Edge 1999. Oh, oh man. And in 2004, from Monday Night Raw in Montreal, La Resistance of Robert Conway and Sylvain Grenier defeated Edge and Chris Benoit for the World Tag Team Championships. Can I add a sixth fact? Can I add a sixth fact? Uh, Yours truly was born in 1984 on May 31st. Just saying. Great day. It's a great day. And I was at Owen Hart's funeral. Uh, I was one of the crazy fans that were like by a bus stop watching the procession go in. After that day, I decided that I would never attend the funeral on my birthday again because I was pretty fucking depressing. Um, but yeah, I, I was there. Pretty depressing way to spend my birthday. Got nothing to add. How, how old? How old? In ninety nine. Uh, when that, uh, when that happened? Yeah, fifteen. Yep. Okay. Yeah, played hooky from school, and went. And I remember a week uh, a week after that, uh, Bruce Hart was actually a substitute teacher for phys ed at my high oh, school. And I actually went and uh, met him for the first time, shook his hand, and said, I'm very, very sorry for uh, the loss of the family and uh, how's the family holding up. And I ended up having, I think, like an hour and 15-minute conversation with him or something like that during my double spare. So, yeah, it was uh, – it was a uh, – oh, Dave, man. That one still go gets me. To the funeral? I didn't know. I did. Dave, did you go? No, I went Shut to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I needed to go to school, okay? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, man. But yeah, the sixth <laughs> fact is this yeah, great guy was also born on May 31st. That should have been the number one fact, to be quite honest. But Now, uh... I remember before we started this podcast, we discussed Over the Edge 99 mm-hmm. and some ideas that we will do in lieu of that the, interview because I don't. I, oh, but yeah, I don't I, know if I want to watch it. 
That, I think we could we could cross that bridge as it gets closer. We'll make the decision then. Yeah. 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 I did see the network yeah, though. I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. I, I, saw it too. I, I, I would like, bet that pay per view is like an hour and thirty minutes long. You know, my it's like in your house, myself, like old school in your house. I would be fine with watching it. But if you guys, if you guys are comfortable, it. I totally understand that too. To each their own. So I could I could power through it. Uh, you got anything else for beneficial facts there, Ben? No, uh, well, Jesse was born on Thank May 31st, you. so yes. there you go. That's, that's the, that's God the fact damn, of the that's week. a great fact. Forget, forget uh, you know, La Resistance in Quebec winning the tag Nobody team did. title. No, Jesse's birthday is May 31st, that's right everybody. It is. Forget what happened in 1944. <laughs> well, 1944 was before me. You're allowed to remember that. Everything after. <laughs> I don't think our... I don't think our parents were alive in 1944. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Nope. I actually don't know how old my parents are. That sounds awful, hey? I know my dad's <laughs> in the 60s. And my mom, had, my mom had lied about her age for so many years. Like, she was, she was 30 for at least 15 years. Like, that, every time I'd ask her, she's like, I'm 30. And I'm like, well, what year were you born? Like, she's like, well, minus this date from 30, like 30 from this date. Yeah, <laughs> 30 years ago. Like, oh, okay. So I actually have no clue how old my mom is. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a yeah. good son. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. You know, when she passes on, I can be like, she was so young. She was 30. And doctor's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Yeah, it's a long story. It's now. a long story. It's a long story. <laughs> so the final fact being, Jesse doesn't know how old his mom is. And those have been your beneficial packs this week. <laughs> All right. Our first match of the evening is the Legion of Doom 2. Or is it LOD 2000? Is what they're LOD called. 2000. My fault. Uh, facing the Disciples of the Apocalypse, Skull and 8-Ball. And LOD 2000 wins by pinfall at 9 minutes and 57 seconds. Ben, what were your thoughts? Okay, well... <sighs> Hawk is very hard to watch right now. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make me feel good saying that. But at this point, I'm just looking at the big picture here. LOD needs to bow out. I don't think they're in much longer, are they? They're not, but I'm just... Well, at least Hawk. Hawk's not in much longer because Draws replaces him, does he not? Well, J- Draws is kind of already on the inside, kind of, mm. um, as... The substitute, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, they're on the the downward trend of their career. But th- this is not a good way to go out. Mm-hmm. The, the direction that they're going right now, like they're just—I mean, I remember LOD when, as a kid, when you know they debuted in uh, SummerSlam '91, defeating the Nasty Boys for the tag team titles, and they were just they were the best thing going. I mean, all through the eighties when they were in the NWA, the AWA, where they're coming out to Iron Man by black Sabbath. Like that's how I want to remember them. And that's how I do remember them watching them right now. It's just like, Holy shit. Like they, they don't look good. They're like, not even, I wouldn't even consider them like a shadow of their former selves. I mean, Animal does a good job making LOD look competitive in the match. I thought he was really good in this. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, yeah. And the miscues at the end of the match going into the finish was a whole lot of what the fuck is going on here. 
Um, yeah, it's just hard to watch this match. And I, as I said, like I do not feel good about saying this, but this is how I felt at the time when I watched it. I gave it a D. Dave? So I knew that this would not be a technical match. However, this match is very messy. Both teams stopping uh, and like uh, they're struggling with timing and balance and the finish was god awful. Like it was just like what just happened? Mm-hmm. And the the finish was basically the way that I felt with the entire match. So I had to give it an F. Fair enough. I gave the match a D. It was like there was there was just a nothing match, to be quite honest. Um Animal looked good. Disciples of Apocalypse were meh at best. Hawk just looks like looks like he's lost all his luster. Um, Draws was late trying to hit eight ball from behind, uh, which led to the finish of Animal hitting a power slam to win. Uh, just a mess. And to the next mess, we got Jeff Jarrett <laughs> facing Steve Blackman. And Jarrett wins by pinfall at 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't understand why Tennessee Lee grabbed Blackman's foot when Jeff Jarrett Irish whipped him on the offense. Exactly. Which led to Blackman leading, leaving outside, uh, leaving two outside to just be clotheslined by Jeff Jarrett. But he's so smart, though, Dave. I was like, why wouldn't you just do the Irish whip to a clothesline? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what was the point of all this extra shazazz? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And then Blackman goes for a slingshot body splash to where he lands face first onto the mat and Jared's, like, foot barely hitting his stomach. Yep. Uh, so the main thing I took from this match is Blackman is still very green. I can't stand how he bumps. He always looks so stiff and wooden. And Jared has now brought back his old school look because I think he heard me cussing out his uh, Alundra Blaze ripoff. <laughs> so he got offended by that and changed. But now he's wearing like this, like the, I, I couldn't stop. Oh, God, this is going to sound so bad. But his attire was so distracting because his midsection had that like gold thong looking thing yes oh and i was like what it's it's okay i'm with dave on this i mean it's weird saying but yeah i I was doing the same thing dave just look at i was just like why is he wearing a gold thong on the outside of his tights i don't know the question is so weird the better question is why would you wear one Hmm? we all know the answer why we wouldn't wear one Okay. For the exact same reason, response. Have, you don't have the package. If you want to wear gold thongs around your place, I mean, we cannot tell you what to do in your own di- damn house. <laughs> I will you wear it right out. I, do that. I'll wear it out. I don't care. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's the best thing that we decided to do with a podcast from different houses for a while. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, stuck, I'm sitting here stark naked right now. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine, Ben, if you and I rolled up to Jesse's house and he's wearing a gold thong? <laughs> You would I'd take one look and I'd go, nope, and I'd uh, turn around oh, and you'd just be go like, right home. You know, he's pulling it off is what you'd say. <laughs> I'd be like, we're doing the podcast from, from Ben's car. Well, actually, um, I would, actually, what I would do is I would just turn around and say, well, fuck, I'm getting my bull rat thong if we're doing this shit. Yeah, let's do it. 
Oh, geez. With all that being said, I gave the match an F. Oh, geez. You're just giving out Fs galore. Oh, there's, um, there's a lot to come. Ben? Okay. So here's three moves in the match that make me say, oh, God, why? Uh, the German suplex attempt. Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. Uh, the splash with the knees up spot. Yeah, gorgeous. And the backbreaker. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I did like that pump kick by Blackman, though. He does he, he does a good pump kick. Um, he has to do something right. does one thing right. Um, I don't really get how Jack Doan doesn't see a fluorescent yellow stick fly by his head. It flew too fast, especially when it's right in front of him. Yeah, it's hard. Yep, yep. Hard. Um, I didn't get didn't get it, but I mean, I'm not Jack Doan. I wasn't there, but I mean, I could I can speculate since I watched the whole thing. Um, a couple of good wrestling spots at times in the match. Actually, I really should I should scratch that note out because I can't actually think of any at this time. Um, not overly enjoyable. I gave it a D. I gave this match an F. Steve Blackman sucked. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett was bad, but Steve Blackman's awful. He can't. He throws the most, the worst punches. This side is Shane McMahon. I I hate how he drops to his damn knees. Like I don't even know what the fuck he's doing. And I'm like I'm like this guy is supposed to be like the like a weapon, like a living weapon. Or he's something. a lethal a weapon, lethal. not a living weapon, a lethal weapon. And I'm just like this. This is what we're getting from this. Like. The, the Scott Hall's punches should have been outlawed if this if this is what a lethal weapon does. Like, fuck, he's just brutal. And then he throws a weapon, a fluorescent weapon, right in front of the ref, and the ref's like, oh, I got to pretend I didn't see that. Like, fuck, I know you're green, but you got to be smarter than that shit. Like, I, I can't, I can't, I, I hate stupidity. F. F for this goddamn piece of shit. When Blackman was on the top, Tennessee Lee hits him with the fluorescent stick and then Jarrett pins him to win. whoop de fucking do Next match, Mark Merrill facing Sable. <laughs> it was supposed not to kidding, be... kidding, even if we wanted to I'm be. not kidding, but it was supposed to be a, uh, a representative that Sable picked to, to represent her in this match. And if Sable's representative won, Sable would be free from the contract for Mark Merrill. If Mark Merrill wins, Sable has to leave the WWF. Sable comes out, says, I'm going to do this myself because I got myself into this mess and I'm going to get myself out. I'm like, all right. And she wasn't oh, wrong. by the Golden Glove wrong. champion. And then sure. Mer- Merrill wins by pinfall at 20 seconds. Ben? Shut out. I enjoyed Merrill's suckering everybody in before the pin. Good heat. I, I actually thought that was a good job by him. That's just me. But it got an F, because it was like, what the fuck are you doing putting this dog shit on a pay-per-view? You can't do this on Raw? Dave? You can't do this on Raw? You can't do this on Shotgun Saturday night? (laughs) Uh, This is pay-per-view time? Oh, my God. For this? Awful. Awful stuff. F. Dave, fucking finish this off. Um, okay, so I gave it an A plus. And, uh, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was a waste of time. And it was only twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah, like I couldn't even write notes if I wanted to. <laughs> I'm never gonna get that back that twenty seconds for my life. <laughs> and I'm not rewinding. <laughs> there you go. 
Is that all you got? <laughs> yep. Okay. No notes. No notes. Okay. I gave it an F. And and there's a reason I gave it an F. Because I don't understand. It sucked. Well, there's that. Well, you, oh. you saw the goddamn thing. What, what's there to explain? Where, what I don't really, understand. Really, what is there to explain? I want to understand why they they set it up this way. Because you want to, to me, try and understand that. Well, because it's cheap heat to me. And it, it, it's not good heat. And this is why. So Sable comes out and then she says like basically things about being like, I'm an independent woman. I'm going to fight for myself. All this shit. And then she gets tricked by him and pinned. And I'm like, we all know that Sable comes back. Right? We, we, we all know this. But I'm like, how the hell does this help your baby face? Because she looks like a goddamn idiot right now. And it drives it drives me insane when baby faces look so stupid. I'm actually surprised that Mero, like Mero, got a big pop. I think people when were... he actually did this, like there were a lot of people that were popping for him. I was like, I'm yeah. surprised that he didn't get a little momentum from this. They uh, the crowd cheered for two people all night. It was Sable and Stone Cold Steve Austin. The crowd was dead for the rest of the fucking pay per view. They were fucking dead. But, it was terrible. Um, this I just don't understand the thinking from WWF creative. Why? Why you would? If you want Sable to lose and go away, that's fine. But don't make her look like a chump on the way out. I just didn't. I don't. I just didn't understand the thinking because, like, in theory, how does she come back from this? Like, if she was if she was a wrestler, how do you how do you buy her as a as a legit contender for any kind of title going forward? when she gets duped into the, to like the thing you can see coming from a mile away, you know what I mean? Like, so that it was an F cause it was a useless match that didn't need to happen. But like, I just needed to get that off my chest. Cause I just didn't understand the thinking there. It makes no sense to me. Next match. we got Kai and Tai facing Bradshaw and Takamichi Noku on a, in a three on two handicap match. And Kai and Tai wins by pinfall at nine minutes and 52 seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts? What's the best way to make Bradshaw feel they have nothing for him to do? <laughs> I would say it's throwing like, throw in this like, match from what he was showing. I was like, why is there a six foot freaking seven or eight plus cowboy in this match? Yeah. It was so confusing to me. And I don't know if you guys got this vibe like I did. But Kaintai reminded me of the three characters off the three ninjas movie Kickback. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and I was like, but didn't they were they in Kickback? Didn't they didn't they have like color coded things? There's the green one and the red one and the blue one, right? For the ninjas, yeah, yeah. But like I'm talking about like Kaintai, like the three villains. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the three but ninjas they were, themselves. Sorry, my bad. No. No, there were like three idiots that were hired to go and basically kill the three ninjas, and they were just morons. And I'm like, they're dressed the same way as Kaintai. And I was like, I couldn't, I just could not get past that vibe. And oh god, there's a boring chant which I could could not disagree with because I was bored. Because I kept asking myself questions like, why is this match happening? Yeah, I don't understand this. And then. Taka almost lands face first onto the guardrail. Yes! 
Holy shit! I went, oh shit, when he did that. Yeah, move. like and and uh, that was Lawler even mentions he's like, oh, he almost went to the to the, the railing. Yes. There. <laughs> like yeah. it was just like I was like, okay, that was I'm like, and this is just after like this is after his Royal Rumble spot that he so this is before the Royal Rumble spot he has or is it after? I can't remember, but the, but he gets eliminated from the Rumble and he like lands face first. Uh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember yeah. when that was. I can't remember if we. I, I'm pretty sure. We, I, yeah, we reviewed that actually. Yeah, so that happened previously, and I was like, "This guy is just like I don't care no more. I'm just gonna do random, crazy spots." And and uh, I, I knew something was different because he usually does the the springboard cross body. Yeah, and he went for the moonsault. Yeah. I was like, and then it, it was so close that Bradshaw had to push Funaki towards him. Yeah. And I was like, what happened here? I'm like, why did Taka just say, I'm going to jump towards the guardrail? <laughs> right? He's like, I just, I was just like, okay. I'm just going to do it. Um, and then, and then the, the finish drove me so baddie because Bradshaw's in the ring as the pinfall is happening and he doesn't even stop the pinfall. So Bradshaw's probably like, thank God. I'm, I, I could stop this, but I want this match <laughs> to end. I stop it, but I'm not going to. Like, but no, I'm going to let this go. I gave it a D. Oh, jeez, Ben. Okay, I'm looking. I'm looking at uh, this match at the beginning, and as the match starts, I just I have this this I have this thought in my head. Why isn't um, Why isn't JBL feuding with Austin? If you really think about it, how come they didn't take um, Bradshaw make him um, like a JBL? almost like character at this time. Well, he wasn't even on that level. He's in bro. phenomenal shape. Yeah. He's a, he's believable. He's got that stand. He's got the clothesline from hell already locked down. They don't call it that. What yet, is he? But what, he's, I'm looking at, he's going, done nothing, you know, big t- what's that? He's done nothing though. But if they took him and actually aligned him with the, like McMahon, Patterson, Briscoe, like the corporation and actually made him like almost like their, their heavy hitter, their henchman, their, your, their Austin assassin, if you will. I'm just like, you know, that would have worked mm-hmm. at this time. It really would have. Yeah, baby. Yeah, you got a big, you got a, their own big Texan in the corporate image going after, you know, the beer drinking, uh, flipping off uh, WWE champion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I thought that would have, I look at that going, that could have worked. But about this match, when Bradshaw rushes at Kai and Tai when he comes to the ring, I fear for Kai and Tai's life, <laughs> <laughs> just based on the size difference. Uh, the chase spot was awesome. I laughed my ass off on that, on that spot. Um, speaking of laughing, when Men's Tao just whiffed on the dropkick attempt to Bradshaw... <laughs> I rewinded that thing three times to watch it, and I laughed harder every time it happened. Oh, Where shit. he goes to the drop kick, and Bradshaw just looks behind him. Yeah, <laughs> I just lost. I don't know why that was so funny. Oh jeez, <laughs> I just laughed my ass off. Um, oi, Taka nearly moonsaults the actual guardrail, as Dave mentioned before. Um. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we see like the top rope senton that Dick Togo does. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time we see it. And by the way, Dick Togo, 
he was phenomenal in this match. I loved him in this. Uh, loved the Boston Crab uh, Camel Clutch dropkick spot. Very well done. Uh, Funaki not dying after both the Powerbomb and Lariat is amazing to me. Overall, I mean, I'm listening to what you guys are saying, and I'm like, okay, they got points there. I gave it a B. I was highly entertained by this. I like the in-ring work that that was done in this. Hmm. I disagree with you. I gave it a D. <laughs> because Bradshaw, the match was just weird to me. Bradshaw looked disinterested. It was. It was weird. You and know, yeah, you got a little like you got a weird combo, but I, I just I liked it. Like Kai and Tide had their had their moments throughout, but I was just like I was with Dave. Like I'm like, why are we having this match? What like why is Brad Get Kai and Tai over? Why, I guess. I, but ha, why not have them why not have like a gauntlet match with and Taka has to face all three members or something? Why is Bradshaw there? To do that? You know, like, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's just like, what what the fuck's Bradshaw doing tonight? Not, yeah. Nothing, he's on the card. Oh, fuck, put him in there. To be God quite honest, now. I think Bradshaw asked to be in the match because he wanted to beat the shit out of some people because he was stiffing everybody in that fucking ring. He was just going in there and just throwing. I'm like, dude, these guys are like half your size, man. Calm down. Um, just weird. Just disjointed is what I thought. Uh, the finish was told. And I mean, I don't disagree with you guys. I mean, you, you guys have valid points. It's just I, I was entertained by the actual match itself. That's, I mean, that's... we still had to watch the match. We were still given this match. And, I mean, I just took it for what it was. And I was like, yeah, okay, I was entertained by it. But, no, you guys have good points. Listen, uh, wrestling is is all all about, like, what makes you happy. That That's the key. Um, to... Gold thongs make you happy. I that's mean, right. That's right. You know? Togo hits the uh, senton off the top on Taka to win. Bradshaw decided not to break up the pin because he wanted to go have some beer. I think uh, that's been decided. <laughs> Next match is for the Intercontinental title. We got Farouk facing The Rock, and The Rock is the champ going in, and he wins by pinfall at five minutes and seven seconds. Now, before this, The Rock came out to cut a promo about two matches previous, and Farouk came out and attacked them, and then The Rock was taken out on a stretcher. Sergeant Slaughter says that if you, you, have, to, you have to be here for the match or you get stripped of your title, he shows up. And here we go. Ben, what were your thoughts? Oh, my fucking God. I will represent and give Farouk the Intercontinental title. What the fuck, Slaughter? <laughs> you definitely slaughtered that promo. Yeah. Even Farouk was looking at him sideways like, "What, dude, what, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? What the fuck was that? Yeah. I mean, there were people literally laughing in the background as he was doing this promo. Yeah, just insane. Oy. You'd th- you'd think by this point that Slaughter would be at least. I mean, I'm not the most articulate person in the world, but I'm also not performing and doing promos in front of twenty thousand fans. Be a little articulate at this point. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly oh, right. God. Um. Okay, no DQ using the brace. Fine. Ref's discretion is in full-fledged force at this time. Uh, the people's elbow is picking up momentum for the crowd reaction. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there was, it was dead silence for the first couple of months, but it's, it's something's, something's cooking with that. Um, 
what the fuck was with the rope spot three count? Yeah. Fuck. Yep. Like, that worst spot of the night. Yep. I'm like, oh, god damn it. Horrible finish. I gave this a D. I was just like, what the... F- this is what this has come to? Kicking them out of the nation. They're going back and forth. They have their... Bl- this is their blow-off? Mm-hmm. This is the fucking blow-off? Insane. It's just... just Jesus Christ. Most long and more for Kayantai. Fucking D. Dave, speaking of D, Dave, go. Um, I don't have really much notes except for the finish. Uh, awful foot in the rope spot. Ref didn't, like, when the ref looked, there was no foot in the rope at all. Yeah. And then I'm just like, yes, that sucked all the energy that. of the match. Uh, I gave it an F. Fair. I gave the match a D. Uh, yeah, just, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> the, my first note is false finishes don't work if the crowd doesn't care. When when Farouk thought he got the pin, and Rock's foot was supposedly on the ropes, but it wasn't on the ropes. But the ref somehow by the time the ref looked over and it, yeah. his foot was completely just up. a yeah. complete mess. Yeah, and the fans were just like, "Hey, that that's good," you know. And I'm just like, "Okay," like the fans are buying Farouk as a singles guy, uh, but it turns out the fans were only here for one man and one man only, so nobody was getting cheered on this night. Um, the finish was Rock rolled up Farouk and put his feet on the ropes to win, and Farouk looked like an absolute fucking chump getting that done to him. Like, he, he looks so stupid. Again, making your baby face look fucking dumb. Like, heels are so smart in WWE. It is amazing how smart they are because the, the baby faces are really fucking dumb. Well, notice how the heels, the heel tactics are getting over now with fans. Well, yeah, but we're getting we're getting into the the territory, and I, I don't I don't I don't like this territory. This this uh, the smarky fan is what I what I call them. The the fucking guys that you know um, they're they're gonna cheer the heels and that's it. And and as soon as they don't like them, they're gonna cheer another heel. It's like eh, I don't know. They it, not not my not my thing. Next match is a loser has to unmask match between Kane and Bader. And Kane wins by pinfall at 7 minutes and 20 seconds. Shocking. And then Bader cuts the weirdest fucking promo I've ever seen. Dave, what were your thoughts? (laughs) The first thing I thought of was was like, I don't consider Vader's um, headgear a mask. That's what I thought too. I'm like, are we pretending like we haven't seen Vader's face? That was my first I'm just like, joke I have. It's just like, I'm like, this is not a mask versus mash. It's, it's a mask versus whatever Vader's <laughs> wearing. And uh, uh, this match felt like a who knows sells the best match for most of it. <laughs> and the fans completely tapped out. Um, at this point, we still have not seen a nice power driver, and we won't see the nice power driver in the finish. Uh, I give it a D. Ben? Okay, so nobody has noticed by now that we've seen Vader without his mask at least 20 times already throughout his career. But it, it didn't happen. Nope. Did it happen in WWE, though? Oh, no. Well, it, happened. it doesn't happen in WWF. It never exactly, happened. Exactly, Ben. In Come on. I fucking hate that Come theory. On. I fucking ben, hate that. This doesn't happen. I f- I've always fucking hated that. 
they probably WWF has probably cost themselves millions of dollars just by having the whole well he never did this in WWF therefore it never matters. It's okay, they got billions now from their TV deals so they're doing Fuck. okay. <laughs> yeah, true enough. True enough. Yeah, I guess that point's kind yeah. of uh, mute yeah. uh, then. Um, five minutes in, both seemed gassed as fuck. Uh, lots of whiffing and lack of believability on the contact in spots. I mean, these guys are fucking killers, and they were like, especially Kane, he was whiffing big time on shit. That damn mask, man. Um, Gets blasted by a wrench multiple times, recovered no problem. Okay. I guess he's a monster and feels no pain. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. I kind of had trouble getting my head wrapped around that one. Um, once again, we've seen Vader without his mask, people. Like, this isn't anything new. Um, that promo at the end, I'm like, um, okay, well, Vader, I don't think you're a fat piece of shit. That's me personally. Wonder, so, but I'm just like, was, okay, I don't really I get if he that. Was instructed to say that, or that—that's what he just thought he should say. I don't think he was. I really don't. I'm think just he like, was. what? Okay. Oh my god. Um, I, I gave it an F. I gave the match a D. It was a mess. You know, Kane. Uh, Kane's all story right now and no substance as a wrestler in my opinion all story no all substance. story no substance because his That's story good. is fucking amazing uh the way they built him up is amazing you know paul bearer is his dad because he slept with taker's mom cool whatever but then kane gets in the ring with another big dude and it's like you know vader doesn't bump because he's huge and it it really shows all the warts in kane's uh, work rate, you know, and I'm just like, oh my god, what the fuck am I watching here? Uh, I also like how Vader gets a wrench to hit Kane with it because that's what Kane hit Vader uh, in a previous pay per view, and Vader does a nice, nice little hit, you know, to try something to hurt him. When Kane just tried to fucking wallop him with the with the wrench, I'm just like, oh yeah, that's that's revenge, Vader. Good for you, buddy. Um. Vader misses the moonsault, and then Kane hits Tombstone to win. Meh, I gave it a D. After this, uh, did you guys watch the uh, Mad Dog Vashon Crusher thing? Yes. Negative. Uh, so, Dave, you could just like tune out a little bit, or you, I, I just paint me um, a picture. Ben, what the hell did you think? What the fuck were they? What, what was this shit? Um, <laughs> I'm guessing no, it good. was not good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It really wasn't. But I mean, given that they were in Milwaukee, like, yeah, I mean, and it's nice to, you have to, I mean, you got to do something with the crusher. Right, and it's nice that they honored them. They gave him plaques. That's cool. But like Mad Dog gets on the mic and he's like, I don't like the things Vince is doing, but good on him or some shit. And I'm like, uh, he just invited you to his pay-per-view <laughs> and you just fucking shit on him. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? And then Lawler <laughs> comes in. And tries to take Mad Dog Vashon's prosthetic leg, but he grabs the wrong leg at first. And then, like, I'm just like, what the fuck? And Crusher just goes like, and I'm like, what is, what the fuck is this shit? Uh, like, I was not entertained by that at all. Give him the plaques. Get the That's what in. I thought, you know. Especially when it took Mad Dog, because of his prosthetic leg, it took him forever to get into the ring. And I'm just like, 
You guys couldn't <laughs> give it to them like at the entrance or something? You know, you had to get them into the ring? Holy fuck, guys. Oh, that leads us to our next match. We got Degeneration X facing the Nation of Domination. Or are they just the Nation at this time? They're just okay. the Nation okay. now. Uh, and the Nation win by pinfall at 18 minutes and 33 seconds. Ben, what were your thoughts? Okay, for me, this rivalry is one of the ones that was forgotten through history. As one of the great like faction rivalries. Mm-hmm. Um, in this match, everyone came to work in this one. Everyone had their work boots on. Both teams had great timing and chemistry, I found. My favorite thing overall in the match was the pedigree Owen does to Triple H on the title belt. And I, I'm actually kind of which excited was, for looking which was look the finish, more by to, the way. Uh, it was the, that was the yes. finish, so. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to watching and reliving this rivalry and just watching the characters develop and grow, especially with The Rock and Triple H. Like, you'll see that this, this rivalry in the end elevates everyone involved the match itself i actually gave it a b i enjoyed this dave yeah we also <laughs> oh, i'm so i'm just joking i'm just joking <laughs> oh shots fired shots fired uh... <laughs> it's funny how i get more cocky when i'm home right when I'm home. in the safety of your um... home you're talking to me <laughs> Yeah, sitting on your bed yeah, in your pajamas. Yeah, when the rest of us here are sitting in our, <laughs> our gold speedos and, 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 and you're talking shit. What yeah. the hell? Get a speedo. Be Get a man. man. <laughs> all right. I could watch Billy and Owen wrestle all night. Yep. Like those two together, because I feel Owen was the only one that could hold up to Billy's mm-hmm. speed. Because there was a couple times where Billy had to slow down. Because they just couldn't keep up. He's so damn fast. And you forget yeah. his asthma. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Uh, Billy was standing out of, of the most of the match for me. He just, he's so damn good. Like, people forget how good Billy was. Uh, Owen Hart hits a beautiful pile driver, which is really refreshing because at this point, every pile driver we've seen before was terrible. So that was very nice to see. I really enjoyed this match. Not only because we had six matches prior of shit, but this match had very good work, very good chemistry. I'm honestly feeling that D'Lo deserves a Hall of Fame nod eventually because that guy is so underrated. To me, D'Lo was the best in the match. Oh, him and Billy were just, they stood out the most. Owen, I can't say stood out the most because you expect Owen mm-hmm. to be good. And uh, Kam Mustafa, I'm done with. Overall, and uh, really, I, I gave it a speech. He, I just, he needs hoes. You know, he needs hoes. A, it's an outdated. It, yeah, it's a very outdated gimmick at this point that yeah, no one cares about. Because you can't call. What was his gimmick name? Like his. his Wasn't his he like the the supreme fighting machine? Yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah. the supreme fighting machine. You can't have that when you have the you know the the new lethal weapon. So he's kind of like lost in the shuffle in that regard. But I gave it a C. I really enjoyed uh, it. I gave the match a C. And a, the main reason is because the last six were so shitty that I'm like, well, this is refreshing. <laughs> it's half decent. This is nice. I thought it went a little long, though. Like it could have ended at like the 13 minute mark. It kind of, you know, but they really gave them a Fair. lot of time for each guy to get in and do his stuff. 
And the reason yep. is, is because when the match started, there was still like an hour left in the pay-per-view. And I was like, and yes, I, was I like, saw that. I was hell? like, whoa, like, how long is the main event going to be? This is, a, this is ridiculous. Um, my big note from this is Jesus Christ. The crowd is dead. They popped for right? Sable. That was it. That was it. That's all they popped for so far. And um, it just it just shows more and more that at this time, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the be-all and end-all of the WWF. And he's the, he's the golden goose. He's the golden ticket. And they're going to ride that until the train, train uh, runs out of its station or whatever. You know, um, uh, just crazy to me because the crowd was just on its hands. It was just like, eh, we don't care. You know, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, that leads us to the main event. It's for the WWF title. Vince McMahon is the special guest referee, looking all kinds of jacked. Uh, Pat Patterson is the ring announcer, and Gerald Briscoe is the timekeeper. Dude Love is challenging Stone Cold Steve Austin for the title. Undertaker ends up coming out as a what? How do they term it? The um, insurance policy or something for Austin? How do they term it? I can't remember. Austin wins by pinfall at 22 minutes and 27 seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts? I don't have much notes because I was really enjoying this match. Uh, the fans are obviously heavily invested. Uh, great back and forth. The, the only thing that drove me batty was, was the beginning where they had like Vince come out. Yes. And then they had Briscoe and Patterson. I was like, whole, I'm like, this is where I realized where I thought maybe – they lost track of time because there's still so much yeah, time like, left in the pay-per-view. Like, go out there and, so and just like, wing oh, it. Oh. You know, just drag it on. Drag it on. Yeah. I appreciate the, the heat they were getting from it, though. And then um, when Taker came out, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And, of course, Dude Love was taking some beauty of a bumps. Uh, I did enjoy the updates on the ref. <laughs> 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 this match is now a no DQ. Okay. It's now a false okay. start anywhere. Okay. Okay. I was enjoying that because it was a story yeah. of Vince being the owner and he's trying to screw over Vince. Yeah. So I was not bothered by it whatsoever. I do feel that it's pretty crazy that the owner and the referee is more jacked than the challenger. <laughs> right. That was making me laugh so much. I'm like, if you. If Vince came out wearing no shirt and he was in the ring, people would be like, oh, yeah. so Vince the challenger and Duke mm-hmm. was the referee or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Based on the physical appearance, um, I gave the match overall, though, a B. Ben? Yeah, I'm not sure how you guys reacted to the long, drawn-out intros by Patterson and Finkel. I liked it, though. It, it was good heat. You got to admit that. The fans were starting to get engaged. <laughs> the fans were starting to get engaged again in the again, show. They're starting to get engaged for like the first time. It's a main yeah. event. At least he got them engaged that's, in the main event, though. Get them engaged with the, what they came to see. I'm sure Austin just coming out, throwing stunners around, drinking beers would have got them engaged. But still, you're giving them a little more, I think, mm. with this. You want them. You want them to shit all over Patterson, Briscoe, and Vince, and they were doing they were doing material that got the fans to do that. That is true. 
Okay. So every uh-huh. every bad thing they say about Austin gets louder and louder cheers. I love that. Yeah. Freaking love that. Uh, the Undertaker. I love the Undertaker coming out, and I'm going. Oh, this this is getting interesting. And up, upsets the game plan for Vince. I liked his reaction, his drama that he was doing. Um, <laughs> dude lost his smile. <laughs> <laughs> nice little shot at Sean there. Hey, that was good. That oh was good. man. Um, I mean, I appreciate the crowd enthusiasm in this. Uh, that bump that. Do takes on the over the guardrail. Jesus Christ, he's tuning. He's tuning up the um, the band for um, a mm. month from now. Just just throwing that out there. Um, mm. The sunset flip oh off the God. car. Oy. When he did it, I was like, Oy. "Why? Why, dude? Why?" Oh, dude, you, you shouldn't be asking him why uh-huh. yet. Just wait a month. Um, holy shit, I. Taker choke slamming both Patterson and Briscoe. Fucking epic. Yeah. yeah. That was the best part the of the crowd. Match the crowd got hyped for that. Holy shit. They just lost it. Um, and, and hey, kudos to Briscoe and Patterson taking those mm-hmm. bumps. Um, love how Austin hits himself with the in chair. The with the yeah, chair. He's all like jacked up and he hits himself. But he plays it off, man. He's like, ah, oh, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Oh my god! Actually, you know, I take it that was. Oh my god! The um, the drama in this match from start to finish is amazing, and I mean, unfortunately, it's um, this uh, this pay per view is almost like the Edmonton Oilers. It's a one man it really show. Is. It really is. It really is. But uh, for everything involved, everything they did. I gave it an A. I was highly entertained by this. I don't get that <laughs> reference. I don't know sports. <laughs> I gave <laughs> what? It, wait, is that because yes. of Connor McDavid? Yes. Oh, I, I got the reference. Um, I gave the match a B. <laughs> this this fucking thing was nuts. Like the cr- uh, I, I will loved say, it. There are three pops in wrestling that rival like no other. There's the Road Warrior pop. There's the Hogan pop in the 80s at the height of rock and, rock and wrestling. Because that was a huge fucking pop. And then there's an Austin pop. Still say Austin no trumps way. Hogan's though. No way. Austin's yep. is good. But Hogan's is right there with him, man. Hogan's. No. And, well, there's also, and, and there's also the Bret Hart Canadian yep. pop. Yep. That's yeah, a good pop. Too. That's a good pop. Yeah. yeah, the pop from that Canadian Stampede for the entire Heart Foundation. Shit, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of a what? That was kind but, of a uh, one-off. Yeah, Austin's yes. Austin is at um, at this point, like two months into his reign as champion, he's at Hogan levels of popularity, which is uh, Hogan Hogan eighties level yep. of popularity, which is just insane. Um. Yes. Okay, Jesse, just to just to, okay, okay, before we continue. Okay, Hogan Pop, Austin Pop. When we're done this show, just go on to YouTube and just type in Austin Entrance WrestleMania 32. Okay. Then I want you to go type and in Hogan Entrance WrestleMania WrestleMania, WrestleMania 21. 3. Like what? 
Okay, WrestleMania like, three, it, fine, but WrestleMania twenty one was up there 90, too. Ninety thousand fans. Ah, like, what what are we doing here? Mm. Listen, I know you hate Hogan. That's fine, but you can't. Den- no, you I can't do. Deny no, him. I don't you hate. I don't hate Hogan. I don't. I have a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. That's the... Oh, that's like the <laughs> I have a black friend statement. <laughs> oh, God yeah. sakes! So, so you have, you have a voodoo doll. You, okay, you apples have, like, and you chicken breast doll that you hearing that you punch right Hogan now. whenever you're mad. I get it. I get it, man. I fucking get it. Okay. <laughs> well, no, they're out of random Shit. savage ones. Hi, oh, Jesus Christ! I don't <laughs> hate Hogan, man. I yeah, don't I hate him. I just don't. He like just doesn't like him. <laughs> no, I I like Hogan. <laughs> I have no issue with Hogan. I honestly don't have an issue with. I have more issues with Warrior than Hogan. Uh, well, listen to Man. Hogan. Hogan's can't debate that. X eight. When he's facing the Rock. Well, I guess the Rock. Okay, right. Uh, I, oh boy, was that a uh, oh. What I I can't say one is better than the other. I think they're the same. Like they're two different eras. There's different generations. Different generations. That that each man achieved that kind of reaction from a live crowd. They're the only two with the Road Warriors. The Road Warrior pop was insane in the eighties. They're they're right there, maybe a step below. But like Austin and Hogan, it's insane that the two guys could generate that kind of reaction from the crowd. Well, here, here's what I've been saying for quite quite a while now. Hogan made WrestleMania. Austin saved yep. WrestleMania. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so back to the match here. Uh, Mc, <laughs> McMahon keeps on changing the rules, and that was hilarious because he wants dude love to win. Yeah. Mc, I'll say this right now. Vince McMahon got my honorable mention for performer of the night. Because I loved, I loved when he was Yo, doing the counts sure. with Dude Love, and then Austin would kick out at the last second, and he'd like, like McMahon would get mad and he'd hammer the ground, and he'd be like, "What?" Yeah. And I was just like, "Oh my god, Vince! Like you're you're selling as much as the other two guys in this match." Um, when they when they took the when they took the match to the the outside, that's when it really picked up for me. It, in ring to start, it was okay, but after that, it got insane. Uh, Austin being back body dropped into the car windshield. Excuse me, that was nuts. Uh, Dude Love takes ungodly bumps. That's just never going to end, especially a King of the Ring coming up here. Um, just like Ben said, take take her choke slamming the Stooges through the tables. That shit was wild. Was fucking wild. And he didn't even like throw off any of the TV screens or anything. He's like, you guys are going through it. Fuck you. It's just insane to me. The finish was no so gone. And no, I was just gonna say that this shows how WWF uses table spots so much more strategically and better than ECW. And that's why, like, when I see a table spot on WWF, yeah, it's like it's a big it. moment. They don't overuse it because they're yeah. very rare. Yeah. ECW table spots would be a big deal if it only happened once a night, but. It happened 17 times in the Sabu, <laughs> Sabu match alone. You know, it's like, okay, you know. Basically, uh, yep. And most of yeah, him playing yeah. himself through it. Uh, so the finish was Dude Love accidentally hits McMahon with a chair. Austin then hits a stunner after Taker chokes on the, the Stooges through the tables. He hits a stunner on Dude Love. And the best part about 
having uh, so Austin then then dragged McMahon over unconscious and ha- and picked up his arm and and made the count to three to win the match. And the best part about that is the promo before this is that McMahon made it a point to say this hand is the only one that's going to dictate who the winner is. Like they they made a point to point that out, and I was like ah, uh, I see what you did there. Uh, I also love how Vince McMahon sold that too. Like when when Austin would pick up his hand, McMahon would like lift himself off the mat and then smash his face on the mat as he came down. I was just like, what the? Like Jesus Christ, Vince! <laughs> I get the match a B. It was such an yeah, exact but it was so like, good. This, this was this was a lot of fun. Uh, it, this whole card is a one match show. Like that that's it. You could skip everything else and just watch this and be just as entertained. There you go. Like the Edmonton Oilers. Right, Give us your uh, awards and score. My score was three mm-hmm. and a half out of ten. My performers were Austin okay. and Dude Love. And my tool tonight was Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter. But he's gonna be his representative. I'm like, no. It's soon as what well, he did the promo. I'm like, <laughs> nope. You, I'm like, you're gonna have a hard time trumping that. Dave. One. Well, that was quick. I'm going to give my workhorse to right. Vincent Man. He was inter- yeah, he was entertaining. He killed his performance. He was so good. Uh, my tools, I had to give the LOD 2000 and DOA because not only were they the opening match, they did not set a good tone. And but they weren't wrong though. Like the whole paper was not good That's for right. the last until the last two matches. Uh, overall score, oh man, three out of ten. Performer, I gave the Stone Cold Steve Austin with honorable mention to Vince McMahon because he had me laughing. Uh, tool tonight to Steve Blackman. He fucking sucks. I, I he just sucks. Uh, score three out of ten. My God, WWF has been bad in '98 uh, from a wrestling standpoint. I I want to yep. say, like, isn't it interesting that when WCW when it was at its height, the end of '96, '97. Their scores of the actual pay-per-views from us were not good, but the ratings at that time were huge because the stories were good, right? The NWO story was good. All, you know, all that stuff was good. And WWF was having better pay-per-views. Their stories just weren't there. Now, WWF is having better stories, but yet their wrestling's the shits. And now you have, you have WCW, whose stories aren't good and kind of stale, but yet the undercard is insane. With like Jericho and Booker T and Chris Benoit and all these guys, like isn't that kind of interesting that it's all, you can't have you can't have both you can't have good stories and good wrestling you can either have one or the other at this time isn't that kind of weird? <laughs> and then there's the well and then there's yeah, ECW. I, just I'm can't not get understanding going. the cult following of ECW. It's just not clicking with me. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's just just to. Uh... Not to give you too much of a spoiler for um, Great American Bash, but match quality night compared day. to this pay per view, yeah. But yes. it's just it's just night interesting that day. that the be all and end all of the industry at this time is the ratings, and the companies that were winning the ratings, like the story, like the stories were great, but the wrestling itself wasn't good. So it just goes to show that. All, all the people today complaining about like, like everything that's going on and how people are booked and all that stuff. It's like, it's like the, the companies don't care about you. It sounds bad, but they don't care. They want that casual fag because that's what brings in the ratings. 
because that's what happened in the Monday Night War, right? They were looking for stories. They weren't looking for wrestling. Wrestling was just a byproduct. They were looking for stories. Does that kind of like? Do, do do you guys kind of understand what I'm saying? Yeah, we got we got the stories in uh, this right? one, especially with the main event. But I mean, the match quality in the next pay per view we're going to be reviewing is just yeah. So like, that... wow. Well, and and that's why when everyone's saying that the Attitude Era was the best, I was like, no, it really wasn't. It was good for stories that... and character, and that's it. Actually, guys, I just hold on. I got a I got a thought here. Um, okay. The match quality on the undercard for WWF pay-per-views is yeah. god-awful. But the but the stories on the main event side were good, but the match quality still wasn't great, whereas it's kind of the reverse. Actually, the match quality... Sorry, the match quality with the main event paper and the pay-per-views in WWF are really good, but the undercard match quality for WCW is yeah, fucking it, it phenomenal. Is, it is, uh... But it's the revert, but it's the opposite for the main event yeah. in WCW and the stories yeah, aren't even exactly that good. Right. It's, kinda, it, it's funny how that, uh, that went where last year in 97, uh, the WWF, their main events were better than WCW's main events wrestling wise, but yes. storyline wise, WCW's were better. You know, with the build with Sting and yep. everything, it's just it's it, it just shows that um, it's not as cut and dry as everyone on Twitter um, comments will will tell you how easy it is to book a wrestling uh, company. You know, because because fans are fickle, and here in the here in the nineties, uh, Brian was right. What? Sorry, you guys, you're aware that GM mode became a thing in two thousand six, right? What's that? So all these older, all these older fans oh, that were playing SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 and running their own show. Yeah, with they with did the 20 this. Man and they know. Budget. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Which you, I was Dave, you, now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, hope Dave, they're you, not you, basing you this on my. Times you fired you guys. I, I, I fired my champions, <laughs> and then I was confused <laughs> where they were. Um. I could never, I could never do a budget, so I would always have like four people. <laughs> but they were the best I, people. I always you overspend. Have like two Batista, um, Brock, and Brock Lesnar, but, but have nobody else. Yeah. My ring matches <laughs> were shit. <laughs> I oh, had no man. one to it's book. Just, it's it's insane. It's just I kept on thinking it the the last little while about how crazy it is that uh, WCW's. Uh, wrestling is so much better than WWF's at this point in 1998, but their ratings are garbage because WWF stories are better. It's just so funny how, how. Yep. Well, yeah, obviously, and they have obviously, Austin. but but WCW has Goldberg at this time, and Goldberg's hot as shit, you know. So it's just it's, yes, he it's is just crazy. Well, you know, uh, we didn't I mention Goldberg pop as big as. Uh, those two guys, though. Um, it, there was, no, Goldberg, was like Pop Pop yeah. Goldberg, Goldberg's up there with like um, the Rock and stuff. I would say for a pop. Well, for yeah. sure, as far as popularity and just yeah, superstar, sure. absolutely. Um, also, uh, this is something else I've been thinking about. WCW had criminally underused Sting throughout his entire career. Criminally underused him. Yes. 
That guy should have yep. had the belt like 12 times. He should have been up there with Ric Flair for amount of uh, title reigns. It's just crazy. They, they, they didn't know who, what they had on their hands. It's just insane to me. So that's been our episode for this week. Next week, we'll be back reviewing great WCW Great American Bash 1998 with the main event of Giant versus Sting for control of the WCW Tag Team Championships. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, you heard it, Dave. What? You heard it. But I, I did not say, make this up. When did Hogan defend uh, the title? His name is Hogan. He he'll defend it on his time. That doesn't work. That doesn't that doesn't work for him. What brother. the fuck? <laughs> like shit. Uh, he may be he Jesus. may be defending it on Nitro. I really doubt that. But you know, just gonna throw it out there just to be a <laughs> joke. Uh, the 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 undercard is really good though. Easy. I'm looking at it right now, and it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna. Oh, be trust good. me, it's good. The first three matches go 15 minutes each, basically. So it's and. And they're good. And they're good. Chris oh, Benoit they're versus good. T. Perry Saturn versus Canyon. D. Malenko versus Chris Jericho. And Chavo and go. Eddie, surprisingly. There we go. Very, Exciting very time. good. So we'll be back next week. Have a good one, everybody. Toodles.